Every day that goes by, it feels like the Braves are closer and closer to losing Dansby Swanson in free agency. And with that being the case, what are some easy solutions the Braves can look for if Dansby Swanson does leave at the shortstop position? These may not be the best options out there, but they are some easy solutions for the Atlanta Braves to piece together the shortstop position for 2023 if Dansby Swanson goes somewhere. We'll talk about all that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. Get to some of your comments and thoughts as well. A lot of questions from the comment section on YouTube about some potential shortstop options like Elvis Andrews, like Brandon Crawford. We'll discuss all those on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Brave. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Also, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube if you're new. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell to help support the show. And as always, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen up each and every day. And I'm looking forward to today's episode. I want to make this a conversational episode. I'll be checking the, the comments throughout. But I want to talk about the shortstop position if Dansby Swanson leaves. We talked to yesterday's podcast, what would it take to sign Dansby? Just how much further would the Braves have to go in order to sign Dansby? And I think the majority of us, and I think a lot of people out there, maybe even the Braves at this point, feel like they're not going to be able to get to a place where they feel comfortable to sign Dansby Swanson, and I feel like there's enough suitors out there and enough teams that need Dansby Swanson, that want Dansby Swanson, that they're going to offer him something at a price point and a length that the Braves won't be willing to go to. Now, William Fulgham in the chat section doesn't necessarily agree. He says Dansby will be back. He wants to win, and it's us or the Dodgers, and the Dodgers don't want to spend the money. So I think he'll do a five-year deal for 130 and an option for six at 25. I disagree with you, William. I think he gets at least six years, if not seven. And I think I do agree with you on the fact that it looks like the Dodgers are trying to stay under the luxury tax this year. Now, they can still sign Dansby and be under the luxury tax with where they are, but it does seem like they are trying to cut back expenses this year a little bit. But I think there's the Cubs, uh, the Cardinals, who I think are probably out, could still afford them. The Red Sox can definitely afford him and the twins they threw a lot of money towards carlos correa didn't end up getting him but just shows you their willingness to be able to spend if the fit is right i don't know if that right fit is dansby swanson for them but there are still several teams out there that are willing to spend so if the braves can't get dansby swanson and again it's starting to look that way just where we know the braves offer is again talked about that on yesterday's podcast their latest offer around 100 million I think you got to believe he's getting an offer close to $150 million. So that's way too much of a difference between where the Braves are and where likely other offers are right now. 
JL says that Von Grissom just makes sense instead of paying Swanson a billion dollars. Um, Swan, Von Grissom is certainly you know one of the four options that I wanted to discuss today. So we'll go into that one next because these aren't in, in any real particular order. There are some that I want to discuss that a lot of you have asked about, but I just feel personally the feeling that I get is Von Grissom's not ready. He's not ready to handle the position defensively. All the scouts, evaluators who watched him in the minors, who know more than me, I wasn't able to watch Vaughn on a regular basis. I have gone back and watched several of his games. And quite frankly, I didn't see anything that necessarily jumped out as him being great defensively. I didn't necessarily see anything that said he can't handle the position defensively. But again, all of those who watched him and talent evaluators say they don't believe he can handle the position at the big league level. And what we saw from him at the big league level, at second base, a position that's not as daunting to play defensively, it was not great. So I just, I don't think he's ready. I'm not ready to give up on him becoming the future shortstop. I just don't think he's ready right now. Um, but I do think it is an option. You could certainly do it. I think the bat's going to play. You do wonder if the pressures of trying to hold down the shortstop position hurt him at the plate a little bit, which, oh, by the way, he struggled a little bit at the plate last year, at the end of last year, when pitchers started to adjust to him. So I just think that's a big ask for Vaughn Grissom right now. Um, AG7 says, Braves and Alex Anthopoulos don't ever show their cards, but I don't see any way Dansby returns. They're going with Vaughn, so hopefully they upgrade left field. That's part of the equation tonight with some of the options I want to talk about is that if you're going to do some of these easy solutions at shortstop, I feel like you have to upgrade somewhere else. So let's talk about this first one. And this is a player a lot of you asked about in the comment section on YouTube yesterday, and we've mentioned him before, and that's Elvis Andrus. If the Braves don't sign Dansby Swanson, I think one of the easier solutions, and you don't feel Von Grissom is ready, I feel one of the easier solutions is Elvis Andrews. Now, it's not a great solution. It's a stopgap solution. But Andrews is 34 years old. He has a he was a 3.5 war player last year, according to fan graphs. But really, pretty much since 2014, he's been a, a two-win player, which is not terrible. But obviously, Dansby was a six-win player last year. But I think Dansby, you know, in a normal season, I think he's a four-win player, which is still, you know, Andrews is half of that. Um, he's always been solid defensively. Now he was about middle of the pack last year. So not great, not bad, not going to kill you at the position. He can give you double digit homers and double digit steals. I mean, you're looking at somebody who can give you 15 home runs and steal 15 bags. He doesn't swing and miss a lot. You know, he's a guy you can throw at the bottom of your order, put in the nine hole. And I think he would be just fine. Now I don't love it. And I wonder how much you can sign him for. Can you get him for $5 million or less? Because with where the expected tax payroll is right now, even a $5 million signing takes them over the luxury tax. Elvis Andrews is not a player worth going over the luxury tax for. Dansby Swanson is, and the Braves have said they'd be willing to go into the tax for a good fit. That's Dansby Swanson. That's not... Elvis Andrews. So they had to find a way to cut some money, even to sign somebody like Andrews or sign him and go get Andrew Benintendi, go get Michael Conforto 
for left field to make it worth going into that luxury tax for. You know, Jose Iglesias last year got a one-year, $5 million deal. Anderson Simmons got one-year, $4 million. So I think you could get Andrews for six, seven, I think at most $8 million. But who knows with the way contracts are getting thrown out this year. So that's a couple of options there. We talked about Vaughn Grissom. We talked about Elvis Andrews and come back. I want to talk about uh, another internal option and one external option that has come up with a possible trade scenario that might involve actually getting rid of Marcelo Zuna. We'll discuss those next. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride, but no, you live nearby. You can make it home. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car or perhaps you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on your roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober, or get pulled over. This message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So I want to jump back into the comments real quick, um, and then I'll give you a couple of more of these options I, I'm talking about. Uh, JL said, let's not sign Dansby and get a left fielder at the trade deadline. I don't think, I don't know that you can wait till the trade deadline, um, but you know, certainly I think this team is competitive enough. You could wait till the trade deadline. I don't think they want to do that unless they're just the options do not make sense. Um, Jason Goat says, hey, man, I'm a Brewers fan here because of the Adamas rumors. But I have to say, I think Grissom, Grissom, Grissom is extremely underrated by Brace fans. Um, he's probably going to be better in one to two years. I agree. Uh, look, I'm not giving up on Grissom at shortstop at all. I just worry about to start 2023, is he ready? I think he needs a little bit more grooming at the minor league level defensively and take the things that he learned and, you know, at the big league level. And perhaps he's ready by midseason. I just worry about thrusting him into that to start the year and what that could potentially do to his development. Um, Drew Acosta says, I think they should move Vaughn into left and sign Dansby or trade for one, that's certainly if they sign Dansby, I think that's certainly an option. Uh, David Meyer says, bring back Johan Camargo. Uh, good jokes there from uh, from David. Um, Hines says, I hope Dansby's already agreed to a contract with the Braves. Maybe they've agreed not to announce it until after his honeymoon. His, his focus should be on Mal and his wedding right now, not himself. I hope that's the case, Hines, but I doubt that it is. But I do think we get a decision you know, middle by middle, middle of next week. I'd be surprised if we don't. Um, let's see. AG7 says there's going to be a big drop off in defense if they go with Vaughn this year. And that's the key. And what we talk about with some of these options, I think the, the Braves want to go, you know, they showed it with getting Sean Murphy and get him, getting rid of William Contreras or trading William Contreras, that how much they value up the middle defense. So, I think they're going to be very hesitant to put Vaughn there. Um, I, I had somebody user this mentioned Brandon Drury. I had somebody else mention Brandon Drury. He 
He's paid, played 60 innings, I think, at shortstop at the big league level. I don't consider him a good stopgap for Grissom. Um, uh, William says, you do a good job, and I love your podcast. I really do appreciate that. Hines uh, says, would you rather have Andrews or Iglesias at shortstop to compliment Vaughn? I might lean towards Jose Iglesias or a contact hitter and a power lineup. I think Andrews and Iglesias are pretty much interchangeable. Um, I think they're both solid defensively, and they're both going to put the bat on the ball. I think Andrews maybe rings a little bit more offensively in terms of, of speed and power. Um, but I'd be fine with either one of them, honestly, as a stopgap. If you're if you're not, if Dansby's not coming back, and that's what we're talking about on this podcast, you don't feel like Grissom is ready defensively, then go get a defensive first shortstop, in my opinion, because there's nobody else out there that we know of that's really going to come in and be and replace what what Dansby gave you both defensively and offensively. So just go out and get a glove first shortstop, put him in the nine hole, and you can live with that and you can ride with that and you know sure up your 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 defense up the middle. Um, all right, so I want to get to to my next option here, and that is to let Orlando Arcia hold down the position until Von Grissom is hopefully deemed ready and you know we've you know been several mentions about this as well i think the drawbacks to this are it really leaves your bench pretty thin you know say ozzy gets hurt again you know that really hurts your you know your depth if you're going to put arcia at the shortstop position because i assume you're doing that you're putting grissom at triple a letting him continue to work so I don't love that idea for the fact that it just it limits your depth at the big league level. It really hurts your bench if somebody does get injured. And when RC has played shortstop over the last several years, he hasn't been great defensively. Now, I covered the Brewers the year that he got traded to the Braves. I did the Lockdown Brewers podcast, and I thought RC was really good at shortstop. So I don't I don't worry too much about him holding it down defensively. I just like the role he played early last year, coming off the bench, spelling guys here or there, coming out with a big hit, showing some pop off the bench. I just like him in that role, and I'd like to to, to leave him there. Uh, Christopher Shappy says, I think the Braves are pretty set on Grissom in the future, which might be another reason why they don't want a long-term shortstop. And that could could be the case, and I I hope that's the case. Again, I'm all for Von Grissom. Whether, whether the Braves sign Dansby or not, I hope the Braves keep Von Grissom around to, again, if they sign Swanson to be that super utility type, do work him into left field and then also have him there as insurance at shortstop as well, become that super utility Chris Taylor type player. I hope Von, I hope they have, you know, big, big dreams and, and aspirations for Von Grissom on this team. I don't want to see him traded. I just think, I think the bat's valuable. I think the bat's going to play. And I think if you can, help him learn to play all these different positions adequately, I think that becomes a, a very big weapon that you have on your team. Uh, there's a lot of you in here, uh, Drew Costa saying, you know, try him in left field. Others in here saying, try him in left field. Um, again, I if he's the shortstop of the future, talking about Vaughn Grissom, then great. I hope that's the case. If not, I still hope the Braves hold on to Vaughn Grissom and use him in that super utility type role. 
Uh, Anthony Hood says, I see Grissom and Arcia splitting time at short, and AA goes out and gets a left fielder. My opinion on that is that if you think Grissom is the shortstop of the future, but you think he needs to work on things defensively, let him work on those things at the AAA level. And then if he's showing improvement, bring him up in, you know, a couple of months. I don't like the idea of Grissom coming up and I've seen others, you know, mention the idea of platooning him. Um, you're not platooning Von Grissom. And I don't think you bring him up at the major league level to put him in a, a part-time duty role with Orlando Arcia. In my opinion, if Grissom's up and you feel like he's the shortstop of the future, then you play him at shortstop. If you feel like he needs to continue to develop and work on things defensively, maybe offensively, offensively as well, then I think you put him at AAA for the first couple of months. Hopefully he proves that, and then you call him back up. But it's possible that they they let Grissom and Arcia you know, split time there. Uh, I can certainly see them doing that. Um, I'm trying to get to the comments specifically about shortstop here. Um, don't see a lot, a lot more on here. So I'm going to get to my final, my final option here. And this is another one that a lot of you have asked me about since the San Francisco Giants signed Carlos Correa. And that is what about Brandon Crawford? And I think this is a fascinating one. This doesn't necessarily fit the title as an easy solution, as I think this will be the dip most difficult one of the four we've talked about. But obviously, you know, the Giants are going to play Carlos Correa at shortstop. I don't know that Brandon Crawford is in their plans at the moment. He turns 36 in January, so he's obviously up there in age. He's making $16 million next year. He was a 6.3 war player in 2021, but then just a two war player last year. He's pretty much been a two war player since 2017. And most of that production comes from the defensive side where he's always been very good. And this is the move that if you strictly just wanted to get somebody to hold down the position and play, you know, good, solid defense at shortstop, then you go and get Brandon Crawford. Now, I think there has to be more to this. If you're going to acquire Brandon Crawford, you do so in a way that you shed money. Whether you you trade Eddie Rosario and perhaps the Giants throw in some money, or, and I don't want to get anybody too excited about this, or you trade Marcelo Zuna. Now, Ozuna's owed $18 million this year. Crawford is owed $16 million, and Ozuna has another year at $18 million. I think the only way this works is if the Braves you know, trade Ozuna and Darius Vines, and the Braves throw in $18 to $20 million. They essentially pay for next year's salary. In my opinion, it's the only way that it works. I I think perhaps it's a possibility. It depends on what the Giants are going to do with Ozuna. Are they just going to trade for him and then and then cut him, essentially get the prospect? Do they actually think he has value? And a lot has to do with how they evaluate Brandon Crawford and what his role is on the team now. And I just honestly don't know enough about the Giants as far as what else they have and what the role would be for, for Brandon Crawford. I'm not saying I love this idea. 
but I think it's kind of an outside of the box type of move that could help you gut some of the dead space on the roster, whether getting rid of Rosario or Ozuna. And you could potentially get a shortstop that you know is going to give you solid defense, which is what the Braves, you know, obviously need or want or desire up the middle. And, you know, it could be a stopgap until Von Grissom is ready. Um, and, and Micah Hughes, I see, says Crawford has a great glove, but a weak bat. And that's true. Absolutely. I'm not saying this is a great, um, this is a great trade, but, or, or a great move even, but it would only work if you were able to shed salary and shed some dead weight on the roster in the process, because you're right. Brandon Crawford has not been great offensively. He's been really good with the glove, but you know, 231, 308 last year, uh, again, was really good the year before, just kind of out of nowhere. But, you know, the years before that, he's been more of a 250, you know, 320 type of player. Again, somebody you can stick at the bottom of the lineup, somebody that's going to give you solid defense. So those are some of the some of the options I think the Braves have if, you know, Dansby Swanson doesn't sign some of the easier options. Otherwise, you're talking about looking at the trade market and some of the options we talked about yesterday. Does Hassan Kim become available? Is there a prospect in another system that's blocked that the Braves could perhaps trade from their their pitch, their starting pitching depth to acquire? That's kind of what you're looking at if Nancy Swanson doesn't come back. But I'm still hoping, like a lot of you in the chat section and in the comments are, that Dansby is, is still the option and then uh, you can move Grissom to left field, or maybe this once you go over the luxury tax, you just go crazy and find a good left fielder as well. I would love to see that happen. But uh, as Josh, Josh Ghetto said, Ozuna is unmovable. If there was a way to move him, it would have happened already. Even adding a sweetener is a non-starter. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Ozuna and kind of where I've been at when people have asked me that question the last couple of weeks. If there was a move to be made, I just feel like Alex Anthopoulos would have made it. The only reason I mentioned Crawford is because the Correa signing does open up that possibility. Again, the Braves would have to throw in $20 million and a prospect or two to even make it possible. And that's just if the Giants wanted to get rid of Crawford. It's still highly unlikely. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that Ozuna moves at all. I've seen a lot of people mention Donaldson as a possibility. I don't really get the Yankees' motivation to do that. I don't think that's a a good fit either. Again, Ozuna is just so difficult to move right now. I'm getting the feeling that the Braves are just going to go into the year with him. Hope, pray, cross their fingers, whatever you got to do to hope that he he shows you something. And then if not, I think you just cut ties with him during the season. But you just kind of get that feeling that they're going to have to, that he will be on the roster and they're just going to have to hope that he shows you something. All right, come back. I want to get to some more of your comments. Got some news as well. There was a big signing on Thursday, a New York team, but this time it was not the Mets, fortunately, and we will talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They got it all at BetOnline.net. You got uh, some Thursday night football going on right now. The Seahawks and the Niners, I believe. Uh, and then you got some more football coming over the weekend, some bowl games as well, if you're into that. 
If you love sports, you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix and do so responsibly. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, before we get back into the shortstop discussion and look at some of your comments, I did want to talk about some news. Carlos Rodon, the biggest free agent left on the market, got six years and $162 million from the Yankees. So the Yankees beef up that bullpen, and it's good to see the Mets not make another huge signing. The Mets did, however, sign Omar Narvaez, a pretty interesting signing for them. I know they have the number one prospect in baseball who is a catcher and Francisco Alvarez, who I believe is going to be taking over that job. But they said they liked the left-handed bat of Narvaez, and so they picked him up. For one year, Blue Jays signed Kevin Kiermaier to a one-year $9 million deal. Uh, Brad Boxberger gets $2.8 million from the Cubs. I jokingly said that that takes them out of the Dansby Swanson races, but unfortunately, that is not. Um, according to Hickok, uh, Dansby is going to the Cubs, so he doesn't believe that the Brad Boxberger signing took them out of the, the Dansby sweepstakes. And then Red Sox designated Jeter Downs for assignment. He's one of the big prospects that they got in the Mookie Betts trade. Um, and I see William Pulich, I'm asking about, about that as well. And I had somebody else on YouTube ask me about that. Look, I, I taking a flyer on him and picking him up, you know, for AAA and, and seeing what you can do, I guess. if I would not put much stock into that look. If the Red Sox, who have a hole at shortstop, DFA'd him, I think that tells you a lot about how they feel about his his talent and his potential. But somebody's going to take a shot on him, that's for sure. And uh, the Braves could certainly use some position player, you know, prospect with perhaps some upside left there. Uh, but I just I don't. It's definitely not somebody who's going to come in right away and help the Braves. But they could benefit from getting some. You know, former, you know, high draft picks and guys with some promise in their system, see if they can fix them. But I think it'll be somebody else who does that. Um, Drew Acosta says, Albies came up as shortstop and then moved Grissom to second. Should they try it? Albies doesn't have the arm for a shortstop. Um, I I don't buy the idea of moving Ozzy back to shortstop. Um Let's see. Pierce Gilbert says, what do you think the Braves can do for left field? A star left fielder is the piece missing for the Braves to go all the way for multiple years. Um, I think shortstop is the the bigger piece than left field. Personally, I've been saying all along, I think they need to solve shortstop this offseason, whether that's Dansby, whether that's Von Grissom, or whether they go out and trade for a shortstop prospect that they think they can mold into their future shortstop. I just personally think the shortstop position is the most valuable position on the field. And you're going through this championship run. I think you need to be set there and know that you have a leader on the field, especially with the new shift rules as well. It's very important to have somebody who's solid there defensively. So to me, I think, getting the shortstop, figuring out shortstop is the most important thing. But for left field, I think there are, are more options there. When you look at, you know, Benintendi, Conforto, Michael Brantley, although I don't know if he can play defensively anymore, uh, Brian Riddles on the trade market. I think there are more uh, options for left field right now this offseason. 
Uh, Austin Reed, appreciate the, con the uh, kind comments. Uh, he says, I think we start off with RCS, see how it goes. And then if he's rough, Grissom, if neither pan out, we look for a trade mid-season. I think that's an option as well, that you start Orlando Arcia there to begin the season, see how it goes, let Grissom continue to develop at AAA. If he proves he's ready, then you bring him up. If not, then you look to the trade market where somebody like a Willie Adamas could then become available if the Brewers are, are out of it by the, the trade deadline or things just aren't looking good for them. Then perhaps he does become available or, or somebody else becomes available or somebody takes hold of a shortstop uh, position on another team and they have a prospect that's blocked and you trade for them at that point. There could be more options at the trade deadline. So I think that's a possibility as well. Josh Ghetto says target Isaiah Kiner Palefa from the Yankees. They seem to want to get rid of him. 640 OPS. Okay. Defensively. Um, I'd rather just roll with Orlando Arcia. Um, Chris Kaysen says, the the big trade shortstop trades have already taken place. I feel better in Swanson staying with his hometown Braves organization. I hope so. Look, if Dansby stays here, it's gonna be it's gonna be because he really wants to be here, and he really wants to be an Atlanta Brave. He's gonna have to turn down, I think, a good bit of money in order to stay in Atlanta. Um, I'm glad you brought you said this, Josh, uh, because. I don't obviously pay attention to to women's soccer, but there's a lot of talk about Danzy wanting to go to Chicago because that's where his wife plays. And Josh Ghetto says Danzy's wife is on a one-year deal in Chicago. Doesn't seem like a big incentive since Dansby signing a multi-year deal. I've never really understood that. Again, I don't pay attention to women's soccer, but I got to imagine that it's not like you're there at one team for life. Um, but I'm glad you mentioned that, that, that Dansby's now wife, is just on a one-year deal in Chicago, so that's not necessarily an incentive for him to sign there. Uh, Micah Hughes says Norvaz is a sneaky good pickup for the Mets. I do like that pickup. Again, when I covered the Brewers, uh, I really liked Norvaz. He grew a lot defensively there and has a, a good left-handed swing with some pop, so I do like that signing for the Mets, unfortunately. Um, Alan Wade, would Dansby take 20 mil per year to stay? That's kind of what we talked about yesterday's podcast. I think that's as high as the Braves would go. And I think that could get it done unless another team is just at 25 million a year, which is certainly a possibility. But I think the Braves are at 20 and the next best teams at 22, maybe even 23 a year. I think you'd pick the Braves in that situation. Um, Kwame says that Von Grissom is a better choice than Swanson. And it saves you $20 million. I, I disagree. Uh, again, I love Von Grissom. I hope the Braves keep him around. But you know what you're getting in, in Dansby Swanson. And what he brings you defensively is worth the, the $18 million a year, $20 million, whatever you're going to pay him. Um, AG7 says, I'd be curious to know what other shortstops are available from teams who don't want need, similar to Craw Crawford or IKF. And that's the thing that's hard for us, you know, to talk about here. I mean, look, I've I've been I've been searching every team trying to figure out where a trade fit could be. And, you know, we've talked about all the ones I think that are out there. But, you know, who could who knows what could pop up and what talks are happening behind doors. And I think that's really all the legwork that Alex Anthopoulos did at the winter meetings. He knew there wasn't going to be any big signings for him. There were obviously big signings elsewhere. He knew the Dansby decision probably wasn't happening till after his wedding and, and honeymoon. I think he just did a lot of 
groundwork, seeing what could potentially become available. Even the Sean Murphy deal. I think he did a lot of those talks at the winter meetings and things just kind of worked its way into it. And, and he came back around on it and got a deal done. I think hopefully he had a lot of those conversations around shortstops that might be available. Um, uh, Drew Acosta says, what about trade for Hassan Kim? Um, I, I've talked about him a couple of times now. I think that's, to me, if Dansby doesn't sign, and I talked about four easy options here tonight, and I didn't mention Hassan Kim because I don't, I don't consider that a, necessarily an easy option. One, because I don't know if he's available. If he's available, that becomes option number one for me if Dansby signs elsewhere because he was really good defensively there for the Padres last year. And again, he's somebody you can put seven, eight, nine in the lineup and just, you know, let him, whatever he gives you with the bat is great, but, you know, not expensive either. I think he's made, making like $8 million a year. Um, so I do like Hassan Kim. He'd probably be my top choice if Dansby doesn't come back. Um, I'm going to mention this just real briefly. Alan Wade asked, is Max Fried getting dealt? No, uh, I don't think he's getting dealt. We talked about that yesterday as well, or maybe the day before, whenever that rumor came out. Um, Acosta also mentioned trade for Omed Rosario. I don't like Omed Rosario. We talked about him yesterday. It's just not a good fit for me. A um, couple of more here. If Swanson leaves, just ride. This has come from uh, Saylock 57. If Swanson leaves, just ride with RC at shortstop and sign Drury for super utility role and start in left field. And that, that would be okay. If you wanted to roll with Orlando Arcia, put Grissom in AAA to let him continue to develop, then I think you do need to go out and get somebody else's that utility bench, that utility player for the bench to kind of take Arcia's spot. Otherwise, I think that leaves you in a very um, difficult situation if something were to happen to one of your starters. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good idea. If you wanted to start with Arcia at shortstop, then I think you need to go out and, and make a move for a utility player I think Drury may get more than than what the Braves would be willing to get. And that's why maybe you go out and sign Andrews anyway. Um, but I do think they would probably have to get somebody else to be that utility player. Um, Nender says these contracts are out of hand. He's getting at least a $200 million uh, contract. Um, I don't think he's going to get that high. But I think he gets, you know, I think he gets – 150, maybe max 180 if things get really crazy. Uh, Christopher Chavi says, what do you think the percentage is that Dansby's coming back to Atlanta? I'd put it at like 30% that he's coming back right now. And you had asked me before the offseason, even when the offseason started, I probably would have said something like 75%. But with these contracts that are getting handed out, I'd probably say 30%. Um, Josh Ghetto said, I like Royce Lewis as an option. But it only works if Dansby goes to Minnesota, and that's one I, I thought about as well. But, again, that only works if Minnesota finds another shortstop. Otherwise, I think they just go with Royce Lewis. But I do like him as a potential fit. Um, all right, a couple more for Hassan. Kim, again, I like Kim. Um, All-Star, all, break, all Breaks Down says, can Grissom perform defensively? Ron Washington says he can. What else is Ron Washington going to say <laughs> is my response to that. And look, I love Ron Washington. I think he's going to do great work with him. And I'm not ready to give up on Von Grissom being able to handle it defensively. I just really question that he could change him in an offseason to suddenly becoming 
above average defensively. And I don't think the Braves are going to run somebody out there at shortstop that's not at least above average defensively. Uh, I just don't don't see them doing that. If they were going to do that, then yeah, go ahead and throw Grissom out there. If you're if you're willing to throw somebody out there at shortstop who's not above average defensively, then go ahead and throw Grissom out there because I feel like he's going to hit, but I just don't think the the Braves are willing to do that. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thank you so much for the comments, whether you're in the chat or in the comment section below on YouTube or whether uh, you're, you're listening on the podcast and hit me up on Twitter. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for making Locked On Braves your first listen of every day. Now go make it Locked On Sports today your second listen. They talk about the biggest stories of each and every day, giving you the big game recaps. They'll be breaking down this NFL game here tonight and whatever else is going on in the sports world out there. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at Shortstop Ball. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 